0: this is the wildflower bee farm report for saturday january 2nd 2021 my goodness it's 2021 going to talk about a bit of a hive report today and then a few other things and some new exciting things that are happening here i mean this is a time of year when most of us look at the future Um, in ontario in on the farm here at Wildflower Bee Farm, the 15 day weather, 14 day weather outlook says we're going to be above freezing every day for the next 14 days. Now, the up and down in the temperatures um, can cause humidity issues and condensation. We're fortunate, it, it, from what I can tell from the 10 or 11 internal hive monitors that we have, is that the, the humidity is remaining well at uh, acceptable levels. It doesn't seem like we're having that problem thanks to the um, the moisture blankets we installed, I believe. Um, the temperatures in each hive have varied from close to being what it is outside. If the cluster is is you know quite a distance away, we have one hive only of our 31 hives. It is a three level. There's a, a single deep with two mediums above, and the the uh, thermostat is well above, so it's at the top of the third box. So the cluster is obviously when we did the uh, infrared the um, the um, the cluster is well away from that Um, and remember the bees the bees aren't looking to keep the entire hive warm they just need to keep the cluster warm and so uh, efficiency of size the smaller seems to be better the better and i'm not sure we should go into the winter with anything above a double or probably a single would be the best not surprisingly one of the warmest hives is a uh, small eight frame a nuke that we have, an old one of my dad's that you'll see in a number of the videos if you go to wildflowerbeefarm.com. And also uh, another one that I just cannot understand why it's always warm. The only thing I can say is that either the the cluster is very close to the uh, temperature sensor or we may have a mouse which would be hard living above in the um, shaving section which we'll find out in the spring. So, so far so good, we're seeing the bees um, survive well uh, we, we also saw some activity we see occasional activity uh, when it gets a little warm and they they go out and do some cleansing flights it looks like even though it seems very cold for that so we'll keep you posted on the on how our hives are are, are doing uh, we also posted a picture of a, uh, the temperature sensor um, infrared type of camera the uh, flir that we have of the log hive where you'll see incredible heat coming out of the entrance but no other spot really on the log hive Uh, it tells me that the wood the natural wood combined with propolis that they've put throughout has probably made it uh, very well insulated we'll see how they survive the winter Uh, they say from 10 to 15 uh, percent non-survival rate is common uh, in in nature without varroa mites. so we'll see what uh, what happens to our hives Uh, a couple of exciting things have happened on wildflowerbeefarm.com so if you go to wildflowerbeefarm.com you no longer need to register or become a paid member to see all our videos we've decided that for the general public and for those who want to share it with their children or because of covid or whatever reason uh you can go ahead and do that just go to wildflowerbeefarm.com right there on the landing page are all the videos and we still post there every week now if you want to become a um a member or a member of our channel all it means is you register and you'll get uh, reminders when we post if you choose not to do that just go to the site once a week usually on Sundays or Mondays and you'll see the latest video what we will be providing and we're working on right now is um, a paid section for curriculum uh, we've gotten feedback from educators that they love the videos but they say okay well what are we going to do with them so our job is to and I'm working with the team Uh, to to put together curriculum and lesson plans so that, you know, certain videos will have um, structured lesson plans that are consistent with curriculum and requirements and so on. And that will be a paid function for educators or in some cases homeschoolers. Also working very hard on a a beekeeping class for e-learning. So if you want to start to learn to keep bees the way we do here at the farm, we're going to have a, uh, a class up probably in a couple of weeks. Uh, I'll give you more details um, next week, but it's going to be a lot of fun. And I think it's, you know, I thought about it for a long time because when I look at a lot of YouTubes, which when I started, I looked at a lot of YouTube videos and you know, there's everything from the University of Guelph where you have, you know, PhDs and all these people have studied beekeeping forever. And then you have, uh, you know, people who are in, in various stages of beekeeping. And I thought, you know, I probably, while it's fresh in my mind, should should do something where I can share you know, how I got started, because I just got started three years ago officially, even though I've been around bees all my life, because my father kept bees, uh, but I really didn't get involved. So th- this is sort of an interesting thing. I've got a background in education and, and as a psychologist, and I also taught at Teachers College, so I understand the whole idea of uh, setting up classes. But my purpose of this is to provide a very economical way for people to sort of not make the mistakes i made and i I will continue to make and so this um, you know this new uh, beekeeping uh, class will be online and i'll take you from the start to basically where we are today we started with zero hives and now we have 31 hives of three different types going into the winter Uh, it'll be focused on canada but certainly all of it applies to any parts of the world where you may be um and that will be up the goal is to have that up within a month hopefully sooner and i'll keep you posted the concept i also want to discuss today is is again in reviewing different approaches and this was part of creating the uh, the new beekeeping uh, class or e-learning part one is about the different ways everyone keeps bees or helps bees and as you know I, i consider myself a bee helper not a beekeeper because in watching a hive i really don't think you keep anything you <laughs> they just they pretty much do what they do um so here here is what i want you to think about regardless of who you listen to what you watch or what their theory is or how you know they, they actually have a, a title called master beekeeper um, whether they use pesticides or don't use pesticides or you know, kill drones or queens or don't kill, it, it doesn't, to me, it's, it's all good. So if, if someone is is trying to bring, increase the population of bees, regardless of how they're doing it, I don't think it's harmful. And I think it should, we, should, we all need to be open-minded and listen to, and listen to all the different approaches. I think we, we do get a lot of pushback because people get into these silos, just as they do in most professions where, you know, if it's not their way, it's not the right way and i think that uh, what i've learned over time is the most important part of knowing anything or being good at something is to always be aware of what you don't know and i call that a you know a conscious state of incompetence and if you're going to be really good at be helping or be keeping or whatever if you want to talk it talk about you need to continually have an ongoing conscious state of incompetence because if you for one minute believe and i i don't believe for a minute that I know much about hanging on to bees, keeping them, Just I just know what I've experienced and I report what the outcomes are and I think we, live, we try to live together with uh, all the animals and plants and insects. But as soon as someone tells you that they know everything or they're an expert, I always, then I ask the next step, which is what don't you know about that area? And if they look at me and say, well, I know pretty much everything, I know we have a problem. So when you're listening to YouTubes or watching training programs or videos and they tell you this is the way you need to do it I think there's a problem and they're not living in a state of what I call conscious of their incompetence and there's a great deal by the way more research on this we won't get into the you know the the cognitive nature of expertise but the more you do something you obviously become more aware of what you don't know and it it makes you work harder to learn more and so one of the videos that we have at wildflowerbeefarm.com is something called bees have brains and we did that not too long ago and i was amazed to find out that bees have neuroplasticity and a great deal now neuroplasticity means their brain changes with experience basically so that many things that we thought for bees were instinctual in fact appear to be learned behavior And in the clip bees have brains i show a a video of a bee two bees are struggling with a with a dead uh, worker bee that they've pulled out of the hive the one bee wants to go one way and the other bee wants to go another way now we're, we're interpreting from what we see so this isn't experimental research design i could argue with you forever it's not like that this is a strict observation the one bee who initially wins takes is able to pull this um, colleague who's no longer with us and puts him right beside another bee that has passed on that for some reason is stuck to the side of the wood that is holding on to the hive now say to yourself what would make this bee fight so hard to take this bee to where he took the last or she took the last bee you can't tell me that's instinctual maybe but i don't i don't know the point is the other bee, for whatever reason, so once the bee took it to where it had taken it, seem I'm just interpreting or implying, another body had been taken, just walks away because the job is done. The other bee, who is flying, incredibly trying to, trying to take this this uh, insect who's perished somewhere else, wins because the other bee walks away. So then the bee is able to take this. Um, um, dead worker and take them away by flying away and just coming off the side of the area so there you have an example of two outcomes we want to we, the bees are cleaning out the hive and they wanted to take out the the um, worker bee who had died for one the solution was to take it to a side where it already sort of stuck one that had perished and the other was to fly away and drop it off somewhere You'll find the complete video on just go to the landing page wildflowerbeefarm.com. Bees have brains. If you scroll down, I think it's three or four weeks ago, whatever it is. I'd love to, you know, to see what you think about that. So there's an example of where most beekeepers, I think, and most in the public believe a great deal of what bees do is through instinct. Instinct. The encouraging part for me, though, is if it, if more of it is learning or learned behavior than we thought, then we have a really good chance to be able to help save the bees. Because we hear a lot about these monster, monster wasps or hornets that come in. And there's, there's more and more science of how the bees in Japan and other places have learned to kill these wasps if they should get into their hive. That's obviously a learned behavior. So I, I think it's, it's encouraging because if we can hear on, on the Wildflower Bee Farm, if we can have more and more habitat changes and and we're seeing it seems this year most of the bees stayed on site because we had so much food for them Um, the question is over time will that continue or will they fly off somewhere else and and put themselves at risk or not and so on so we're we're i'm very excited i'm more excited than ever uh, uh, because of the neuroplasticity of the honeybee remember the brain of the honeybee is the size of a sesame seed but they have about a million neurons they have about a million neurons, and, and this brain that they have changed. Now, remember, for a worker bee in the summer, we're talking six weeks of life, maybe eight. So from the time they're born until the time they pass in the summer, they're taught many things, which then become imprinted, or I don't want to say imprinted. That's a bad word. It's not accurate. Um, it, it seems to cause neuroplasticity, or it changes their brain. So then it becomes fixed memory, just like that bee that knew to take the Um, dead bee over to where the other one had been and I think through the waggle dance we've talked about through pheromones pheromones translated over from the Queen and other methods of communication that we're just learning bees learn very quickly and so when you see a a mass of 40,000 to 80,000 honeybees in the summer all working in sync learning to do things everything that you see Think about this for a moment they all learn that within a few weeks because every six weeks there's a different group coming in unbelievable so i'm hank from the wildflower bee farm we'll be working more remember if you can go to wildflowerbeefarm.com for free and just go in and look at all the videos and learn enjoy grab some popcorn most of them are you know three to five minutes but we have 45 videos there in our library at the beginning we're quite quite rough we were just learning and then mary got her amazing camera you'll see the quality go up incredibly as she became the videographer and we got the close-up views of the hives and so on we have a number of uh videos in the bank we'll be releasing every week plus the new ones as we go out and check the hives with our temperature um cameras and all and, and so on in and, and our internal hive monitors and as we see cleansing flights we'll get shots of those hopefully and unfortunately for those hives who don't make it we'll be taking them apart and learning Uh, from them as well. Again, I'm Hank from the Wildflower Beef Farm. You have an amazing day, an amazing 2021, and we'll talk again next week.